decision fatigue. Every business owner gets it. Beware of decision fatigue. This episode is about being outcome oriented, being bottom line oriented, and one of my favorite terms, protect the client on how the sausage is made, my dear friends. My name is Yafa Sakeja, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. Decision fatigue. A really, really smart business owner named Alyssa Furtado, who's the CEO of RateHub.ca, once shared a concept called decision fatigue. And as soon as I heard it, I thought, yeah, that's exactly right. What she was saying is, you know, throughout the day, business owners are bombarded with so many requests for decisions. From the time you get up in the morning, scrolling through emails, getting to your desk or your virtual desk, um, all throughout the day, people want a piece of you as a business owner. And there's a lot of decisions you've got to make. There's a lot of big picture strategic decisions. Like, for example, um, can this person get a raise? How should this person get a raise? How come that person got a raise and this other person didn't get a raise? <laughs> um, should we work with this company? Why should we work with this company? Is this company actually a competitor of ours, but they're a wolf in sheep's clothing? Um, what should we do? Should we renovate the office? Should we add a kitchen? Should we redo the floors? Oh, no, wait, we have a pandemic. Never mind. Um, should we reopen? Should we require masks? Should we invest a lot of money into software? Should we not invest money into software? Like, I can go on all day long, but the amount of decisions that a business owner needs to make all throughout the day can be very overwhelming. So now I realize, like, I'm a business owner, but I'm also, I've got that kind of benefits broker gene inside me, and that's why I'm using both sides of my head in this episode. You know, as a client, as a customer of vendors for whom I'm purchasing things for my business, I know... And the reason why I know this is like, <clears throat> because I've, I've sat in the room on hundreds of benefits renewals, I know that, you know, when I'm a customer of another vendor, I want to tell them right up front, listen, I suffer, I suffer from decision fatigue by 3 PM. So if you need to hit me with a decision, you got to hit me in the morning. Um, and then the other thing is you actually really need to protect me from how the sausage is made. What I mean by that is, you know, there could be so much minutia involved in the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. And sometimes the business owner gets overwhelmed with minutia. That's who I am. But it's possible that you could be talking to somebody who loves minutia, who loves being in the weeds, who loves being part of how the sausage is made. So you've got to really know really quickly right up front what, who you're talking to. I find most of the accountants, the CFOs, the numbers leaders that I've sat in the room with, they love the detail. They love the nitty gritty. They love getting into the spreadsheets. Um, HR managers are different. You know, people leaders are usually like big picture thinkers. They're, um, you know, culture oriented. They're leadership oriented. They have a really strong empathetic gene. Business owners, you know, John Warlow um, once taught me that one third, up to one third of business owners have dyslexia. Dyslexia. That means that when they look at a piece of paper with writing on it, like the words don't even make sense. They might not even be able to make cohesive sense. And actually, that's why, um, you know, they have 
been able to develop the skills of persuasion, of talking, of inspiring, of being able to communicate without reading and writing. And so I find a lot of the time I'll talk to benefits brokers and they get frustrated. They're like, you know, I emailed the customer this document and they haven't gotten back to me. Well, are they business owner? Now, are they in the one in three business owners that have dyslexia? All right, so (laughs) you're not gonna accomplish what you need by email. You've gotta get away from email. You've gotta be talking to them or you have to be showing them pictures. Um, And if they are outcome oriented, meaning if they've got so much on their plate that they just wanna get to the bottom line really quickly and move past this, then you've gotta be able to put that right up front. So again, I've sat in the room on hundreds of renewals where I've seen you know, the consultant not get to the point right up front. They kind of spend, let's say they've booked an hour. First of all, a business owner, also most of them have ADD, ADHD, whether it's like diagnosed or whether it's just because they have a million things that they have to do. 60 minutes is a long time to sit with a business owner. It's really long. Like even if I want to book time, as a CEO with another CEO, we're not booking more than like 15, 20 minutes. 30 minutes is like, okay, let's get off the phone now because we've got other things to do. And guess what? You can actually accomplish a lot in 15 minutes if you've done your prep work in advance. And if you're outcome oriented, you get to the bottom line right up front. So what I find interesting is like a lot of my vendors want to spend more time with me because they think that, well, building a relationship with me is going to build loyalty. And I used to think that way as a benefits professional. I used to think the more time I'm spending with the client, the more I can build a relationship, which is true. That is true. I mean, there's definitely a math to that. Like it's a numbers game. However, if you're dealing with a business person who is outcome oriented, doesn't have a lot of things, um, sorry, doesn't have a lot of time to accomplish all of the things that they're trying to do and suffers from decision fatigue and ADD, (laughs) sometimes booking a 15 minute meeting brings so much joy. It brings joy. It tells me, number one, you have respect for my time. Number two, you have so much respect for me that you know that like dragging something on for 60 minutes is not going to help anybody. Let's be honest. And it also thrills me because if I can actually block off 60 minutes, but we get it done in 15, I have 45 whole minutes to actually get something done that I might not have had time to do, that I might've had to wait until Sunday during toddler nap time to do. So it's okay to have a 15 minute meeting with a client. It's totally fine. Now, decision fatigue. Let's get back to this for a second. You've got to before you talk to your client, meditate. What is the one singular outcome you from you want from this call or this meeting? Don't book a call for the sake of talking. Think about what is the outcome? Is the outcome you want them to agree to the renewal? Is the outcome you want them to agree to working with you? Is the outcome you want them to move carriers? Put that right up front. Don't hide it from them because I'm telling you, like if you're hiding the outcome or the bottom line, like what do you want from that person? They're going to spend 90% of the time in the beginning looking for that. So I'll tell you, like when I'm in meetings and I'm the client, my brain is 
firing on all cylinders thinking, first of all, what is this person's angle? And I can't stop thinking about it. I can't focus on what they're saying until my mind understands their angle. So if I know, hey, you know what? I'm working with a general contractor. Their angle is they want to make, you know, 10% of the cost of the project and that's their profit. Like I will not be able to focus on sconces and crown molding until I know what is their angle. Where do they make their money? So get that out of the way right up front. Do not waste your time. Otherwise you're going to sound like that teacher in Charlie Brown where they're just like, wah, 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 wah. Like, listen, please just trust me on this. Okay. Number two, you, we're also trying to think about like, what do they actually want? Because remember, all day long, we're bombarded with people who want something from us. I want a raise. I want money. We need more. We need this. We need that. <laughs> Put it on the table. What are you asking for? If your bottom line is, okay, we've got a 5% increase on the bottom line. I believe in my heart of hearts, it's best for you to switch carriers now. This is the time. Now, now that we've put that out there, by the way, I don't get paid any more by switching carriers. Um, I'm paid the same 5% of premiums in order to do my job. Now let's talk about why I'm doing this. So that only took like 30 seconds to put on the table, but you've saved yourself 30 to 45 minutes of the person being like, what is their angle? Like I'm telling you, business owners are extremely skeptical people. We're skeptical because we have been hurt, burned. We have been hurt. We have been heartbroken. We have been embarrassed. We have lost money. We've lost tons of money on bad decisions. And we really, really go with our gut. And one way that you're building trust with a business owner or a leader <clears throat> is to actually just like put your agenda on the table up front. Like, hey, guess what? We make 5% of premiums. Obviously, that means that the higher your premiums are, the more money we make. However, the check and balance there is that as the customer, you always need to you know, hold us honest. Premiums need to be absolutely justified. And we know that if we don't do our job, you're going to find somebody else to do the job. And guess what? We know you have a lineup of choice and the lineup starts behind me. So let's get started there. All right. It's okay to put your agenda on the table. I find so many brokers just don't want to share their comp. It's really scary. It's almost like a big no-no in our industry, but I'm telling you, the quicker that you can just like get that out of the room, you can get to trust sooner, which means that you can accomplish outcomes and goals sooner. So again, protect the client on how the sausage is made. Don't go into like, we need to make a hundred decisions on plan design. Do not do that. Please don't just listen. If they're, if they want to, and you get a sense that they like detail, go nuts. Like talk about how many compression hose you get in 24 month period and talk about how many scaling you units you get every quarter, like go for it. But you know, really that business owner, their outcome when they're hiring you is one very selfish one. I need to hire people. People will only do work. If I give them what they want, they want benefits. So I just want benefits. That's one word, benefits. It's not a thousand words of, well, do you want 80% copay? Do you want 100%? Like, you know, that makes us start to get our eyes crossed. Um, if we're that kind of that personality type, that ADD, that potentially dyslexic, you know, strong on relationships, weak on reading big documents, weak on deciding decisions and minutia. Um, so what you can do is say, well, tell me what outcome you want. Well, for me, the outcome is I want benefits to be generous enough that I never have to negotiate with my group about it, but I'm not made of money. And so I don't want you to just like 
take advantage of the fact that I want people to be happy with their benefits. I want you to always minimize the cost. Minimizing cost is always, always on the table. You will never find a client, doesn't matter how well they're doing financially, that doesn't want to minimize cost because again, everybody wants a piece of them. So cost minimization is always number one. And number two, you need to think about what do they want to achieve? Are they trying to actually compete with Google in the market for developers and they need to have the maximum benefit plan? Okay, that's what you're gunning for. So, you know, go back outside of the call, you make all those decisions on behalf of the client and then come and present that. Now that said, of course, it is important to tell the client that they have ultimate control over the minutia. Make sure that they know that they can change absolutely anything they want, any sentence, any clause, we can handle it, no problem. But I love it when people come to me and say, okay, Yafa, I really understood that this is what you want. Um, This is the one solution I recommend as a bottom line. I can give you a few reasons as to why and then we'll leave it from there. Then you pause, leave it open, let them attack you with questions, and then you just move on. So please remember decision fatigue. Um, you know, by 5 p.m., business owners like cannot decide what to eat. They do not care. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll give you one really tiny example, and then I'll let you go. So I've got a nanny. Thank God for my nanny because during COVID, I honestly don't know what I would do. I really don't know what I would do if I didn't have her. I love her so much. She's the best. I'm constantly showering her with gifts because to be clear, I need her more than she needs me in order to work. So sometimes we're at the grocery store together and, um, Abath, that's her name. Abath, our nanny will say, Hey, should we buy, um, ground chicken or ground pork for the baby? And I'm like, I don't care. Why don't you decide? And sometimes she'll say, well, I know, like, do you prefer chicken or pork? And I'm like, okay, my outcome is I want my child to be alive and happy. So both of those will achieve that outcome. Like come to me when there's something that's going to change the outcome. Like if my child's going to be unsafe or unhappy, then you can come to me and talk about, talk to me all day long and strategize. But you know, the, the little minutia, I trust her. I trust her because I know you know, she's got our best interest at heart and we can just work on the outcome. So thanks for listening to, you know, my mom anecdote, but I really, really find that it will be really effective today. So, um, again, thanks for listening. Our website is beneplan.ca. And if I haven't said it yet, black lives matter. Thank you.